0: Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Now a second scripture lesson from the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've been captivated lately by an article I read in the Atlantic magazine by a self-described grumpy old man. This article is titled, The Most Beloved Christmas Specials Are Almost All Terrible. (laughs) Do you agree with that statement? (laughs) The author is especially critical of those rank-and-bass stop-motion claymation stories. He he describes the most well-known Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer like this. It has pleasant songs and touching moments, if you like that sort of thing. It's also terrible. Now, you might ask, uh, if not Rudolph or Frosty the Snowman, what, uh, what what should we be watching, according to this author? According to the author of this article, Tom Nichols, once you clear away all the detritus, there are two greats that should be the mainstay of your Christmas watching. And you probably already know what they are. They are how the Grinch stole Christmas and... A Charlie Brown Christmas. I was especially impressed with his explanation for why a Charlie Brown Christmas. Our author says, well, for one thing, it's only 26 minutes long. But uh, most of all, in this classic, when Charlie Brown gives up on understanding the meaning of Christmas, Linus takes center stage, asks for a spotlight, and humbly recites the announcement of the birth of Jesus from the Gospel of Luke as if it's a perfectly normal thing for a small child to know by heart. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown, he says. And he's right. So, tonight, we focus on the baby. The one who is wrapped in bands of cloth and, and lying in a manger. For, for a while there is uh, much to think about tonight, presents to wrap, food to cook, pandemics to avoid, conversations with your uncle to watch out for, this, this baby, like all babies, demands our attention. That's what babies do to people. Think for, uh, think for a minute about that trick play Geico commercial where the football players pretend that the football is a, a baby and the defensive linemen all start playing peekaboo. Have you seen that commercial? This is true of most all of us. We will do anything for a baby i myself will be headed out to lunch when our preschool kids are getting picked up by their parents these kids are two and three and four years old if if one of them calls me by name especially this cute little girl named kate callahan it doesn't matter how late i am running or how important the meeting i am headed to i'll just stop in my tracks to listen Likewise, a baby named Anna Lee lives across the street from our house. If if her parents are pushing her down the driveway in her stroller, she will literally stop traffic. Why? Because she's precious, that's why. And everyone wants to try and make her smile. Therefore, in this divided time, fraught with anxiety and fear, tonight, this worship service calls us to what Christmas is all about. And what is Christmas all about? Charlie Brown, a baby wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And this passage from the Gospel of Luke, everybody surrounds him you can imagine the shepherds trying to make him smile you can imagine those celestial beings the angels hovering over him to touch his cheeks this is the effect that babies have if wearing a mask in the grocery store made all the babies smile no one would mind wearing one If showing proof of vaccination made them laugh, you'd have to pay people not to get their shots rather than the other way around, which points to the problem that when the government makes us, no one wants to. And that gets us to the beginning of our scripture lesson from the Gospel of Luke. This is where the Christmas story begins with an emperor who ordered his subjects around. All of them had to go to their own towns to be registered, for the emperor wanted to know how many people he had. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Bethlehem of Judea. Surely his wife said, But I'm pregnant. Then Joseph, feeling helpless and frustrated, grumbled something at her and then wandered off to uh, check on the donkey outside. For this feeling of being helpless in the face of government bureaucracy is one of the worst feelings that a person can feel. What Joseph felt as he was forced to uproot his family and travel surely felt something like living during a global pandemic when the virus dictates what to wear and how to be. Things like last Christmas didn't even happen, for we were kept from going where we wanted to go. People have had enough of it. Of course we have. For all of us have a very low tolerance for our lives being disrupted. Unless our lives are being disrupted by a baby. Have you ever thought about how much babies and emperors have in common? Uh, babies, they, they drop things off their high chairs. Why? It's a display of their own power. They just love to see you pick this stuff back up. Now think for a minute about Joseph. Joseph went from being told where to go by the emperor to picking up again and again the, the pacifier of an infant. He has lost all sense of agency. However, no matter how much babies require of us, babies make their parents into better people than they were because they save us from being Self-centered. They upend our plans left and right, but they also reprioritize our lives in the most beautiful way. Babies refine us and remind us again and again that whatever we were on our way to, whatever it was, isn't nearly so important as loving them, which makes us better people and brings us joy. So both of them make us uh, do things we wouldn't normally do. Babies and emperors are alike in that way, yet they're also different. And I learned about that difference again just a few days ago. County Commissioner Kelly Gambrill, who sits in our balcony every Sunday morning with her family at the 8.30 service, called me. She told me that Live Safe Family Resources had received dozens of donated bikes for the foster kids in their care. They had more bikes than kids. She wanted to know if I could think of any kids who needed one of those extra bikes. Now, I said before that this was the week before Christmas that Kelly called me. I don't know if you've, you've heard, but most pastors are, are pretty busy the week before Christmas. And so there was a a real part of me that didn't want to do one more thing. Yet nudged by an angel, I called up my friend Tim Hammond who has a pickup truck. We made two trips and lined up 16 bikes right outside our church doors. Now... There are 16 kids with a bike to ride on. But to make it happen, to be a part of this wonderful Christmas miracle, Tim and I had to put aside whatever else we thought was the most important thing. I had to walk away from the thing that I thought I was supposed to do to do the thing that I needed to do. And now I'm here to tell you that there is a very important difference between going to Bethlehem because the emperor ordered you to go and going to Bethlehem because you get to see the Christ child. Do you know the difference? My friends, Jesus is born unto us, and he demands our attention. He calls on us to stop whatever it is that we were doing. His law of love is a call to change our ways, for just as the shepherds had to come out of the fields and the angels had to come down from heaven, we must stop in our tracks to come and see. We have to change. Now, we don't like change. Yet his call to change is so different from the demand of an emperor. Do you know the difference? I know some people only made it here tonight to this worship service because the emperor made them. I don't know her name and your house, but I can imagine. I can imagine what she said to you. No one touches the ham unless we've gone to church first. Still, I want you to know that tonight is not an obligation kind of night. Why? Because Jesus didn't come to us out of obligation, but out of love. And that's the point. If you leave the love out of Christmas, what have you got? I hope you have plenty of eggnog if you have a Christmas full of obligation. That's the lesson that the other Christmas special that that old grouch Tom Nichols of the Atlantic Magazine approves of. For the Grinch can can try to steal Christmas. Only once he's bagged up all the trees, the, the presents, the decorations, and the food, he simply reveals what no one else can ever take away. He removes the distractions to get to the heart of the matter. The heart of the matter is the baby wrapped in bands of cloth. The heart of the matter is the gift of love from God on high. The King of kings, the Lord of lords who comes to us bringing faith, hope and love and love that all our tears would turn to laughter and our despair would turn to joy. That's what tonight is about, my friends. A child who was born at the instant the church bells chime and the whole Lord whispering, born at the right time. That's what Paul Simon sang And this child. He comes to us unafraid of our brokenness to love us despite of it, in fact. So love him in return. Kneel down at the manger and see him smile. Hear him laugh and enjoy your family. Be kind to your mother. Hug your children tight. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go out of your way to do what is right. Forgive, be kind, care. Not because you must, but because when we love one another, we honor the one who first loved us, a child wrapped in bands of cloth flying in a manger. May his light shine in all our hearts. Now and forever. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.